Hello, everybody. Um, as you know, this podcast, we're always moving, changing. It's always different. And I've been giving a lot away for free the last few podcasts. And I think I'm going to have to put more of it behind the paywall on my Patreon, on my other sites. I'm thinking about doing the audio books, audio journals. I have to do that. Um, so I think I'm going to just give you parts of my stuff. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking here, my journal, which I now am calling I'm thinking here. Remember, I kept changing the name because I hadn't had the first issue out. So it started out as an autobiography. And then it was going to be called, I forget the original name. Then I was going to change it to Mental Refugee. Surviving the psych war. Then I start doing this thing called I'm Thinking Here. Very New York centric. If you know anything about the the film where he says, I'm walking here. I'm talking here. So the other day I was just like, I'm thinking here. And I started doing um, just a little thing that I would put, little snippet I would put online. So I'm going to call the journal I'm Thinking Here. I think I'm still going to subtitle it Surviving the Psych Wars. I'm going to offer it in paper form. I'm going to offer it in digital form. And I'm going to have to offer it in audio form because people just want audio books. And so I just have to break down and do it. It just takes time and it takes me being in a stable place. The writing I can do and when I, when I do have a stable place and housing, I will do the audio books. I have to do the one essay at a time, um, the nonfiction books. And the journal, I have to do one piece at a time. But the, I'm thinking here is just going to be a regular blog, probably going to be a daily. It'll probably be behind the paywall. Then I'll put them together in volumes. So I'm looking at each 4,000 words will be another volume or another journal. We'll probably go with that because that's what we got now when I'm ready to put out the first one. And of course, I look at what freelance writers make per word, and my prices are way, way, way cheaper, of course, because my main goal is always to put information in your hands or put information in your head that you can use to function so that you have as an option. Most people are going to choose not to. Almost everyone's going to choose not to, but I think it should be there. And at the end of my life, I don't have much of anything. I don't even have the support. But one thing I do has, have is a um, bulk of content that um, is helpful. I know it is helpful because there have been people who have argued with me and ignored what I said. I have to come back later and said, should have listened. They don't listen the next time, but they say should have listened. I've had people who've ignored it and died. So, um, which of course, in the black world, you can argue, eh, maybe that's peace. Um, which is, I've been dealing with, talking to a couple of people. So it happens about the suicide rates and the suicide rates in the black community, how that was never our thing. And I'm talking about why I believe that they're rising. And I told one woman, I'm surprised they're not more, not higher. 
what we're going through. And um, just because you ignore what you're going through or, or, or believe that you're not going through it doesn't mean you're not going through something. doesn't mean we're not being attacked mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, all it means is that you've got your head in the sand. But you're still going to feel the effects. You're still going to suffer the consequences. You're just not going to be cognizant of it. You're pu pushing out of your, your, your conscious mind into your subconscious. But you're going to feel it, and children are going to feel it, because children don't always know how to push those things down yet. Um, so, um, and you can see the consequences of it. You can see someone who's suffering. You can see physically that they're suffering mentally. It's very easy to see. Um, so, um, that is kind of the history of I'm thinking here. Now it's still a journal. It's going to be a daily blog on my Patreon. And I've read from you from I'm thinking here. I was called a mental, mental uh, refugee, but I've read to you the last few um, ones. And the new piece is called The Black Standard. And I talk about how black people really gave up a lot of our standards. Um we gave in to outside forces that were trying to force us not to have any standards so they can just abuse us and use us. And that's what's been happening for the last 50 years. After COINTELPRO, there ain't been nothing happening. And just to give you an example that there's been nothing happening. I always remember in the 80s and the 90s, especially in the 90s, because I was a teenager in the 80s, really feeling it. But in the 90s when I felt like, well, most of the, People are either, most of the black men are either dead or in prison, and the neighborhood seems calm. Maybe I, I may live past 25. Once I felt that and went back to school and then went to community college and things like that, I started to wonder, well, wait a minute. How are all these black men in prison? And we always knew that some of them were innocent or we were being over-policed. And the NAACP, one of the oldest black organizations or color which is not really a black organization but an organization full of black lawyers and they can't get none of these innocent men out every time an innocent black man gets out it's a white organization that does it and my thing was well then what does the NAACP do so that just goes to show you we don't have any organizations not that that was our organization, but we just don't have any organizations that I don't want to say that that work for us because the Innocence Project has been getting a, some a lot of people out, but for the most part, it's minor. Um, and we need organizations and institutions, but we refuse to do it. We're just not interested. So that's what the standard thing is about. Because if we had standards, we would automatically build institutions to make things happen. Because you need institutions in a, in, a, in a complex society. We're in a large, complex society. And you do things through institutions. You learn through institutions. You work through institutions. Um, you, you, you do business through institutions. That's why we create websites and shops on different platforms. That's why I had to incorporate the Connison Center. Trying to build an institution. I am building an institution, actually. Um, and so, these are these are some of the things that I talk about in the essay. And this is some of the things when you don't have a standard, 
of uh, what happens to a people. And um, you can find yourself, if you're black, alone, looking for looking for um, help from other institutions in other places. Excuse me, I had to take a drink before I go on to... Okay, here's a section, an essay from my book. Um... Malcolm X. Remember, I took him all my academic essays and I turned them into books. They were back actually essays from my courses on Udemy. So you can get this course and you can get these things there, which you get my lectures and essays. Malcolm X, Courageous Mind for the Ages. Um, and let's see. And this essay was called Black Americans Home and Abroad, and the materials from Malcolm X, The Last Species by Bruce Perry, editor. It's copyright. You get all of that information when you go behind the paywall. Um, so here we go. Black Americans Home and Abroad. Malcolm X gave a speech in the Audubon Bound Room in New York City in 1965. Malcolm X was killed because he was courageous enough to expand his thinking and grow socially. Malcolm X helped to build the Nation of Islam into an international organization. The Nation of Islam is still one of the most respected organizations in the black community. Malcolm X used this speech to expose the struggles for American black people domestically and internationally. Quote, Sunday morning at about 3 o'clock, somebody threw some bombs inside my house. Normally, I wouldn't get excited over a few bombs, but the ones who threw these not only aim them in the rooms where there, where there was one, but even the rooms where three of my daughters sleep. One daughter, six, one daughter, four, one daughter, two. And since I am, am quite certain that those who threw the bombs knew my house well enough to know where everyone was sleeping, I can't quite bring my heart to the point where it can in any way be merciful or from now on compromising toward anyone who can be that low, especially when I heard on the news today that Joseph, a brother that I found in the garbage can in Detroit in 1952, that's where I found him. Laughter made the statement that I have bombed my own house. Says Malcolm X, page 111. Yeah, my papers have citations. Malcolm X did a few things that black people should have copied, but failed to do. Malcolm X was transparent about the attacks from other black people. Um, but black people have failed to hold each other accountable for our poor treatment of each other. And black people believe that we are brutalized from everyone else in this society. So we give each other a break. We should have followed Malcolm X's example in exposing destructive members of our society. We would be stronger community if we had held each other responsible for our minds and behavior. The man who shot Malcolm X lived, lived a nice life in Newark, New Jersey, and our community supported the assassin's life as he took Malcolm X's life away. 
Malcolm X stood against his enemies with courage and continued to fight for great concepts with the world against him. Malcolm X becomes as powerful today as he was during his lifetime. Quote, I want to point out too that I'm not talking about Muslims just to make white people happy because I don't believe in letting anyone use me against somebody else. I'm telling you these things because I have reached a point where I feel black people in this country need to know what's going on. And I'm talking about an organization which I had a hand in building, which I had a hand in organizing. I know its characteristics. I know its potential. I know its behavior patterns. I know what it can do and cannot do. One of the things it can do is bomb your house and try to kill your baby, quote, um, or unquote. Malcolm X did something most people never do, walked away from a powerful organization that he helped to build. It is debatable whether the Nation of Islam would be as strong as it is without Malcolm X's contributions. Louis Farrakhan was taught by Malcolm X. It is difficult to find an example of a person walking away from an organization that they are so involved in. Usually a person will try to take control of the organization and purge their institutional enemies. Malcolm X walked away from the Nation of Islam to start another organization. This is a more peaceful move than a takeover. A withdrawal is not an attack, no matter how the people left behind feel. Malcolm X also admitted that he trained some of the people who used the, that training to attack him and his family. The chickens always come home to roost. Malcolm X also exposed the reality that a portion of black people began to embrace acts of violence against children. The black community should have been outraged by the bombing of Malcolm X's house. Black people in Harlem should have protected Malcolm X so well that it would have been too much trouble for his killers to achieve their goal. The acceptance of the attack and murder of Malcolm X showed that the black American community was declining mentally and emotionally. Quote, As many of you know, when I got to Paris, the man said I couldn't come in. Some man, French man, they gave me no explanation other than they, we have our own, they wouldn't let me phone the American embassy. And they tried to imply that the American embassy was behind it, which I told them that I didn't know De Gaulle had become a satellite out of Khrushchev and half of and behalf of and Britain and half of these other countries and I didn't think that France was a satellite of the United States unquote Malcolm X exposed the connection of the ruling class institutions in different countries those who have power in the United States have more in common with those who have power in other nation states than they have in common with us. The presidents of the United States <clears throat> have more in common with the leader in, of North Korea than they have with you and I. Malcolm X taught black Americans that we must have a global point of view. It is suicide to reduce our concerns to our block or gated community. In the 21st century, we should acknowledge that our cosmic citizens or acknowledge that we are cosmic citizens more than global citizens. That's how far we have gotten. Malcolm X taught a black American people that we are 
watched by every society in the world. It is not surprising that we are under everyone's microscope because we have been the fuel for the largest plantation society on this planet. The rest of the United States rests on the backs of the black slave group. In 2020, the slave group, black community, is demanding freedom. The rest of the world wants to know if the U.S. can become a free democratic republic after centuries of slavery and neo-slavery. Malcolm X was one of the most conceptual thinkers in the history of the United States, and we find ourselves at a crossroads. We need to build a new social order that is done at the conceptual level. The only way to avoid a second complete civil war is to develop the most free, just, and intelligent society possible. We are due for a great human breakthrough, and we have the tools to achieve one. We can ignore Malcolm X and slide into a dystopia, or we can listen to Malcolm X and become a great new society. So that's from the book Malcolm X, um, A Courageous Mind for the Ages. And um, you can find that on my Patreon page. You can find that. I, I reinstituted to my Etsy page. I'm going to keep selling um, screenplays from there. Um, I think you can also find this on the, my GoFundMe. I was thinking about just using the GoFundMe instead of the Etsy, but I'm just going to use all platforms possible because I need all the help possible. You never know where people are going to see your work. So with that in mind, I want to say um, I need your help. You can help me by clicking the link. You can help me by becoming a sponsor. Or you can help me by making a direct donation. And I appreciate all of them. People like me need to eat. We need housing. And we need shelter. And um, you can help with that. And if enough of you give a small amount, you can help without much harm to your own pockets. And I appreciate whatever you give. No donations too small. No donations too large. And um, I may have to put my address so you can send me non-perishable goods because it's getting to that point. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Until next time, please take care of yourself and um, please be safe.